praise God. Hallelujah. Um, John chapter 6, very quickly before Pastor Emeka blesses us this morning. Um, let's just see verse 15. From verse 54. Or verse 53. Thank you, Jesus. Since then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you that except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, that you have no life in you. Amen. And whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. And as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall what live by me. Praise God. Now, I read it not to teach these things. Um, just to read it so that Pastor can come and teach it. <laughs> Amen. Um, but I just wanted to make a very brief point about it. Um, there was a lot of going through this route and arriving at this place as a theme. I was a bit of um, it was a bit of a journey for me um, because for many reasons. One is that I felt like it's a it's a very high theme, in a sense, um, because. Even when I opened the chapter, most of what Jesus was saying, I don't know. I, if I'm really, really honest, I don't really like what we just read now. What's the meaning of this? <laughs> Praise God. Let's read it again. Let's see. I know we already like we understood what we were. Some of us were shaking our heads. But <laughs> can we just be honest this morning and just and let's let's so we can let's define where we are starting from. Amen. And let's hope on the mercy of God. To explain, he said, I say unto you that except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, that you have no life in you. He didn't say, he didn't say you don't have plenty of life or you, have, you only have little, your life will not be too much. He said you actually have no life. You have no life. So it means that if anybody says, oh, I have life, I'm living, and they ask you, have you eaten the flesh and drinking the blood? Some people might say yes because they've taken only communion. Yeah. But Praise God. Then, okay, what is the flesh? Is it Holy Communion? It's not. Praise God. So, so these things are deep, and we can't just pass them like Jesus didn't say them. You know, there's a lot of what Jesus said, and that's why I've been in this book of John for some time, you know, through our prayer meetings and everything, and, and I was like, what, what are these things actually? Have we been reading these things that Jesus said? This, this, these are the things that made people run away when they started speaking them. When they got offended and they look at the disciples, you, won't you go as well? They say, okay, we can't go because we know, we, are, we believe, we are walking by faith. Praise the Lord. Um, but I, I believe that at this time on the earth, this is a season where God wants to unveil the man, Jesus. To unveil the Son. The Son of God is who he was given to us in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. It says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not what, 
perish, but have what? Everlasting life. And that life which we should have and not perish is that life that Jesus is saying now that any man who doesn't eat my flesh, that when they say, except a man, that anyone who believes in him, that they believe in him, is actually a very, very giant cause. It's very complex. There are many things involved in that thing called believing. I love the word. It's a belief system. That believing is not just, ah, okay, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus, I believe you are there. By virtue of that, I have life. No. That believing is very, very what? Is very, very powerful. That that thing called believing is a... So believing, the operation of believing to a soul, when they want to make a soul to begin to believe, is actually to bring a soul into complex interactions with truth. Into many, many multifaceted kind of dealings and interaction. To, then when they finish those dealings, they can stamp, this one is a believer. In the, so many of us are not believers according to Jesus' standard of belief. By standard, I mean what Jesus says belief. Praise the Lord. What Jesus was saying men should believe, his standard, what he was expecting from men to believe. He's not, does God exist? No, that's not. I wasn't the problem. The Jews, they didn't have a problem with that. Praise the Lord. This believing... It's not, and you now begin to see it's even beyond just mentally assenting and saying, okay, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. You know what you believed to get you born again. It if you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, you confess him as Lord, you get born again. That's one level of believing. But Jesus now began to open up the, the subject of believing. Praise God. Even in that John chapter 1 where we read before, I think during the prayer, let's read that again. Then we'll come back here to, to John chapter 6. Praise God. In that John chapter 1, he said that, verse 10, it says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become what? The sons of God. Now, this power to become the sons of God, like we've said before, is not the power to get born again or to become children of God, maybe in your spirit, man. He's talking about power to become sons of God according to Jesus' own definition of sonship. So, and so that was what part of what Jesus came to do on the earth when he began to teach and to teach and to teach and to teach and he was talking about defining sonship, the relationship. Now, many people on the earth today who claim sonship with God do not have the definition of Jesus' claim to sonship. Do you get what I'm saying? That makes you say that sonship is a very, very versatile and it's very, very wide thing. Praise God. When Jesus was speaking about sonship and speaking of his father, he was saying that as the father had life in himself, so has he given the son to also have life in himself. Do you see that? So he was talking about the sharing of life between him and what? 
and his father. See, whatever the father doeth, so doeth the son likewise. Talking about sonship relative to deeds of what his what his father is doing. Now, there's hardly any Christian who you will find and ask, Are you a son of God? They say yes. Many Christians will say yes. But if you then do a follow-up question and say, Okay, are you do are you a son the way Jesus is in terms of are you doing what the father is doing? They will ask you, what what did you say? <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> so that brings a, very big, brings a very big problem. First of all, okay, what is the father doing? Are you seeing that? So this son of God who God gave, according to John 3.16, that he gave, that whosoever believeth in him, we now say that that believing is a very complex thing. That nobody can believe in the son of God who hasn't come into an understanding of what the father is doing. That there's so much enlightenment. There's so much revelation that the believing of the Son of God actually it ties into illumination. No soul can believe this believing without some sort of illumination. That was Jesus' conversation. It was actually Jesus was speaking concerning proximity with God. Now, whatever I see the Father do, that's what I do. I'm living according. So do the Son likewise. He does nothing of himself. He was describing his own sonship. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? So in this John chapter 1, very quickly, it says, as many, okay, let's see, he was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become what? The sons of God. Even to them that would believe on his name. Amen. Which were born not of the blood. So those who believe on his name are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but what? But of God. Those who are born of the will. So you can't separate believing now from will. Believing in this sense can be separated from will. What is will? Will of God. What does God want done? What does he want to do? Will is love. What does the father love? What kind of things does he love? What does he love to do? What things does his life fuel him to do? Does his life push him to do? Praise God. So, so you see, what Jesus actually came to do was to bring about a different belief system. But it wasn't, it's not the belief system of getting born again filled with the Holy Spirit. But it's the system of believing that gives man access to the life of God. The very word, the very life of God. Praise the Lord. So if we go back to John, that's sorry, John chapter 6. Praise the Lord. John 6 verse... Verse 50. Let's read verse 54 now. It says that whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and what? 
and I in him. So, when you eat my flesh and drink my blood, it brings you into us dwelling in each other. And the purpose of dwelling in each other is for the extension of life. Now, not just life. That's the point I, I feel strongly in my heart. The Lord wants to really shed light on. He's, he wants to make almost a division. It's not a division, but to shed further light on the aspect of life. Having life. Or having access to life. Having access to a conversation of life. Things of life. Doctrine of that life. Even the spirit of a life. Versus living the life. Praise God. So it means that the, the church and the recipients of the Son of God will not be victorious in that life except they begin to live the life. And they now describe Jesus here in the next verse, verse 57, now it began to describe the Father's posturing with the life. That the Father is not keeping the life and storing the life up. The Father is doing what? He's living. Living. The way I'm seeing the word living, I'm seeing living like almost like a demonstration. That the essence of fatherhood in God is for the demonstration, for the purpose of giving. That for man to receive the life of God, that life must somehow be demonstrated. The life, like a, a child is born and that child will start as a seed that then be formed into a person. And that seed forms and then flesh and blood comes out. And you now find that, that flesh and blood begin to demonstrate what happens. The code that is in what? The initial seed. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, so the seed, God himself has a seed. And the seed is the seed which gives birth to those people who John chapter 1 spoke about. Them who are born not of the flesh. Not of man, but of the will of God. That birth is the seed of God. The seed of God himself. So, so God doesn't just want to drop his seed. If God just drops his seed from where he is, from his eternal realm, the seed will just fall. And nothing will happen. But rather, what God has to do, God has to now come and bring a realm of his fatherhood. And the fatherhood of God is, there's the being, it's almost like a, it's a personality that demonstrates the living, the living. is a teacher of the expression of the life of God. The teacher, not the life of Christ. The life of God. So, the expression of God's life, right, is what the father does. And then Jesus himself was raised to be able to see that life. Praise God. And to see the life and receive not just the doctrine of the life, but to learn the living of the life. Praise the Lord. So in verse 57, it says, as the living father has sent me, and then I live by the father. He sent me, and I live by the father. So he that eateth me, even he shall do what? Shall live by me. So it's very clear here that the eating, when you say eating him, eating Jesus, the eating of Jesus 
It's not just reading the scripture that he said alone. That the eating of Jesus is the learning, the living of his life. What does the mean of that? It means that it is doing all the activity that it takes to bring the, expre the expression. You see that thing when he said, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the word dwell, say dwell. That word actually dwelling means living. Praise God. What did I say? The word dwelling word means living. John 1, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That word means he lived among us. And because he was living, we beheld his glory. You can't behold the glory if he wasn't living. The same way in the previous verse, he said that he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me. So, the purpose of eating the flesh and drinking the blood is to bring about that word dwelling. Where you dwell is where you do your life. A dwelling place is a, is a natural habitat for the expression of life. That you, ah, he dwells there. Like Jesus, when he found, was he Andrew, Peter's brother? And his friend, and they, he called him, and he took them to where he was dwelling. That was the attitude of Jesus. Jesus is not a preaching and running away guy. He, 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 they were following him. He made them follow him. Well, as they were following him, it's for the purpose of what? To observation of what? Of the life. Are you getting some things here? Praise God. So God is bringing a season upon the earth um, where they want to raise dwellers. They want to raise souls who are not just... God wants to move this, the company of people who has, he has had mercy on to hear these words. He wants to move us from carriers to dwellers. From carriers to dwellers. From carriers to livers. It's a challenge. It's a challenge of heaven. What's the challenge? Heaven is asking men, is it possible? Can men live our life? Can men live our life? And we already know it's possible. That was the reason for Jesus. That's why they termed the school of Jesus as a school, praise the Lord, of believing. That the school of believing is the raising of possibility. The possibility of what? Of the living of the life of God. And this is what the Lord will bless us with in this meeting. That the blessing of this meeting is that every sense of impossibility concerning the everlasting life of God will be healed because of so much clarity of the life that the, the Jesus will be so elevated, the Son of God will be so raised up before us. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We worship your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen.